This is the EWN Podcast Network. We all have lives filled with stories. Those stories make us who we are, and they are all important. Welcome to Epic Stories. I'm your host, Jean Tillery, and I want to share a story with you. This is another interview that happened a while ago, and yet it is so very timely. You're hearing a lot about intuition these days. It is a very hot topic, um, but it is something that I've been very tuned into most of my life. I believe it is a trait that we are all born with, but most people are not willing to listen to it or their lives are just so noisy that they can't even hear. I do believe that we each have our own guardian angel that watches over us. They are the ones that give us the subtle nudges that encourage us to go one way over another or choose one thing over another. Again, this is a reality that most people either ignore or question. But there are people who are totally in sync with these things and the energy that they create. And Debbie is one of those people. She is an eWomen Network sister who I have worked with several times and have become friends with. And she has a very unique gift. As we get into this interview, I want to point out that this is not a religious thing. I personally believe in God and that he is my creator and my savior. But these topics ring true no matter what faith you are or what higher power that you follow. The theories are the same, even if the names are different. And I believe it is something worth talking about and being open to. But I will let Debbie explain all that. So tell us who you are <laughs> and, and why you're here. What's your story? Sure. Um, I'm Debbie Sodergren. I am an intuitive, um, what do I want to say, energy healer. Um, and I'm really about shifting the consciousness of what we're living through right now because things are broken on this planet. It's been a patriarchal system for way too long. And living through this is, is uh, really been difficult. And I've been lost. And so I've, in order to get myself back into who I am, I had to do a lot of the soul searching and hard work and um, take some classes on that personal development stuff in order to figure it out and, and stop trying to be you know, a square peg trying to get through a round hole because yeah. it's exactly what it feels like. Well, and it's funny because I see so much of that now that people are really knowing that something's not right, but they're not exactly sure what is wrong and really how they're going to go about fixing it. So that's what I love about what you do. <laughs> um, and sometimes they're just little minimal Simple changes that uh, that are tiny little shifts in how you view things. So the whole tell everybody what the whole clear oh, the cancel, cancel is clear. <laughs> because I use is it cancel clear? Yeah, like so, backwards. Exactly like cancel. Um, so in my trainings, I have figured out that uh, we are spiritual beings having a human experience uh, through taking going to the New England School of Metaphysics for six years, taking everything they had to offer. One of the courses was on quantum physics. With the book that uh, we worked on with Dr. Richard Gerber, uh, he was the author of it. He talks about how being a vib vibrational being, you, you have a frequency. And so what where your frequency is, is what you're going to attract to you. So 
how do we figure out shifting our frequency? It's with your thoughts. And your thoughts are attached to your belief systems, which are attached to, you have an emotional attachment, which will draw it to you quicker. So I don't know if I answered the question. Where did clear cancel come up with? Okay, and, so and then. How do we use it? Because I've taught it to everybody. So from means. that point, what happened is, is if you're in a bad mood and you want to shift out of it, because that's, you can, you have the ability to do that. Nobody can make you feel a certain way. So I'm thinking if I'm in a shitty mood right now, like, how can I get myself out of this? And one of the things is to snap your fingers. It breaks up the frequency of the vibration. And if you're doing it around your body, you're kind of like those brain waves that are coming to you, those radio waves, however way you want to call them. They're not getting through all the way. And all of a sudden it, you have that moment in time where you have that, oh, I don't have to be like this. I can choose to be happy. So I have to laugh. The whole circle thing I thought was just funny. I didn't realize that there was a a thing to it. A thing to it. So it just cancel clear. Get that stop thought out of here. And so you kind of do this back and forth. Okay. Now the other thing I have to notice, I again the snapping. I didn't realize was a thing. I thought it was just something. But I have noticed as you were saying that I have been doing a lot of research on different brain patterns and ways to think and stuff like that, and. When you're listening to them, if you start paying attention, a lot of times when they're putting thoughts out there they they want you to focus on, you'll hear them snapping in the background. And I never realized that that's what they were doing, but that is a conscious, obviously, yeah. thing. That's something they want you to catch. Yes, absolutely. They'll use it as a tool. So it, yeah, a neuro... It's, it's definitely with the neurotransmitters okay. and the pathways that are in the brain. And how the body's going to receive it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think as a society, we've become way too busy, way too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have lost all the connections we've had with each other. And like you said, with the earth mm-hmm. um, and stars and, and just everything around us. And and I, I, re- I really believe that we were created to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can what you do help get us back to that cohesiveness. So I, so I'm, I'm 56. I was born in 1965. And when uh, I was four years old, I was going for my physical for uh, kindergarten. And the doctor heard a weird thing with my heart. We come to find out I ended up um, having a hole in my heart. Well, everybody's born with a hole in their heart. Mine just didn't close up. So I had to have open heart surgery. And it was during the first surgery when they moved me from the operating table onto a gurney that my stitches had torn. But they didn't know that until my parents came in to look at me. And my mom was like, something's wrong. Her color's off. And so after the evaluation, they figured out that I'm going to have to have surgery again. And they said, she's so young. We've never done done this this for somebody for the second time. We don't know if she'll make it. So all my family came in to see me. Um, and I had my second surgery and it was during my second surgery, I believe that I had my out-of-body experience. And so, um, having the out-of-body experience, recovering from open heart surgery, I've never been medicated. I've given birth three times naturally. Um, I don't have to be have any residue of this problem. No, no issues with it. Um, and so for me, uh, I would experience leaving my body at night and going across the street and seeing either my best friend or my grandparents. And, you know, I would talk about it the next day. And finally, you know, some adults sat me down and said, you can't talk like this. Like, they're going to take you away. They're going to think you're crazy. Is that what you want? Well, 
no, I'm five years old. I don't want to be taken away from my family. Yeah. So I, uh, I, you know, I would lay in my bed at night and I would make fists and I would squeeze my eyes closed and I would say, stay in your body, stay in your body. Well, I mastered it. I stayed in my body. I stopped doing the astral travel. I stopped doing travel, you know, across the street and visiting. So uh, growing up, I tried to fit in. I tried to do everything like everybody else, even though I had like this intuition that would, you know, a voice inside me would give me a different answer to something. And they'd be like, well, how do you know that? It's like, I can't explain. I just know it. So then I would be called a liar or I'd be called whatever. Yeah. And so it was really difficult in that way. And it wasn't until, um, you know, I had some own, my own traumas that I had to work through. And I think doing, having trauma and working through it gives you strength to understand more about yourself so that you stop trying to change who you are and you start working with what you have. And that's what this whole experience is here on earth. And we weren't put here alone to do it. We're all connected. And so knowing that, having that information, I want other people, mostly women, to wake up and stand in their empowerment about what they, whether they're intuitive, whether they're nurturing, whether they're Whatever it is, it's not a male-female thing. And I love that that's the generation that they just gave us that. It's not about the sex of the body you're in, yeah. but it's a masculine energy or it's a feminine energy. And both of them have good things about them and both of them have vices about them. I don't even want to say they're bad. They're not bad. Yeah, They're just, they instill fear. Cool. And so... Fear is just the unknown of getting more information on something. So I'm all about, let's learn about that. And, you know, whoever said life was supposed to be hard, I think I'm calling bullshit. I, yeah. I think we were we were told a lot of lies to keep us controlled, to keep us playing small and not allowing us to really understand that we're bigger than this. Yeah. We're not meant to go to work nine hours a day, come home, be exhausted, you know, take care of family members only to get up and do it again the next day. That's not what we the truck go by um, well and and you know i i'm not sure that i totally agree with it being a matter of it was forced upon us i i think we just were so naive yeah um and when well the, the intuition the structures that were created did not make space for intuition yeah yeah and and I think that's been a battle, and it's still a battle that you see. And and one thing it took me forever to learn. Now I am not intuitive to the level that you are, and I think most people, like you say, kind of downplay it. But I have learned that when I have a feeling that I should or shouldn't do something, I better listen to it because it continually amazes me when I do do it, mm -hmm. and shocks me when I don't. And then I wish I did. Yeah. And sometimes it's simple as. A random, I went and picked up milk. And this is such a funny story. I went and picked up a gallon of milk for some reason. Um, and we didn't even really drink milk that much. But when I had gotten home, a neighbor needed a gallon of milk. Mm. And I'm like, what are the chances? Well, that's because I just did what I felt that I needed to do. Yeah. So it can be as simple as, as something as simple as that, um, that I think people don't give it credit for what it is mm -hmm. and open themselves to the reality that, like you said, there's a vibration out there that they need to listen to. Mm -hmm. So if they're just an average, ordinary person, mm -hmm. how do they start shifting to that? So it's, it, 
I really like when I teach this, I always ask my students, just I'm, I'm, I'm going to invite you to just play along with me. I want you to step back into that mindset of when you were young and you did play and you did exploration. So one of the experiences that I want, I remind them of is if you've ever been standing at the kitchen sink trying to do the dishes and someone's trying to sneak up behind you and you turn and you see them before they get up to you, it's because you felt them with your etheric body your energy body that lives outside of you and within you. And so when people can identify with that because they've had that experience, they're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then like the next it's week. It's not strange. It's, it's not, not weird. Strange. Right. It takes all of that out of it. The next week I'll say, so this week I want you to pick a day and I want you to, before you leave the house, just say to yourself, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start seeing like purple cars. Because really how many purple cars are there in the world, yeah. right? And don't you know when you go out there, because you set the intention, you come across purple cars or whatever it is that you decide is crazy that you don't think you're going to see and you want the universe to prove it to you. You want the kinetic energy to bring it towards you because you set the intention toward it. And so I think having that um, that mindset, that open mindset of playfulness and having observations about things will help you strengthen your intuition because when it does speak to you, it's a little, psst, hey, grab that before you yeah. Right. And then you leave, you're like, oh, I don't need to do that. I'm not going in that direction. You leave the house, you go out, you do what you're going to do. And lo and behold, something comes up and you're like, I wish I would have grabbed that off the counter because yeah. I need that right yeah. now. So, well, and it's funny, you know, you're saying that. And I'm like, I wish I need to start keeping a journal just like for one month of nothing but those things that happen. Mm hmm. When they happen and I'll, and cause when you want an ex example, they're not always there, but I do have one, you know, talking about my last interview because the Monday, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, my husband was supposed to go fishing when we were in Key West and my plan was to spend the day working. And so I would have been sitting by the pool, had a beautiful day, but got a lot of stuff done. Well, his fishing trip got canceled because the weather in Key West was horrible mm. um and so that's how we ended up walking around and ended up at the tipsy rooster meeting <laughs> heather and i can't tell you what heather's full name is because i haven't released that podcast yet but i mean it was an amazing story and i really feel that i was supposed to be there and i really feel that we were supposed to meet and we've had such a connection since then mm. that if that hadn't happened if the fishing if he had gone fishing i would have been working and it never would have happened so how many times does that right. happen and I think people would get shocked if they started paying attention to those little things. Yeah, just just the little things, those little whispers, those little course corrections. Yeah. You know, um, I do think that we are being divinely led. Uh, you can call it whatever you want to call it. I come to it more from a spiritual aspect of it. So it's very experiential for me. Um, and it's more with consciousness on, you know, they tell us that only 10% of our brain we use. Isn't that amazing? Don't. And I'm thinking, but that's shifting. That's not true anymore. And I think tapping into your intuition, it, it talks with the rest of your body. It's all these different ecosystems living within this one organism, you know, of who you are. And it houses your soul that's inside of it. So for me, when I think of it that way, I mean, that's, I'm a temple. Yeah. Like I've got all this stuff that is operating that I don't have to think about, whether it's my breath or my my organs doing what they're doing. I don't have to tell them what to do between the computer of the brain and the gut of the stomach. Everything seems to be working and knock on wood. I'm grateful for that, you know? Well, and, and it's interesting that you went that direction because I'm seeing a lot more and reading a lot more about using those processes 
as far as, you know, the way your brain works and how you control how you feel in healthcare. Now, you're seeing a lot more terminal patients dealing with how their body is reacting in ways of using their brain. Now, I, you know, I don't think I'm comfortable saying they've healed themselves, um, but I know there is some of that going on. There is stuff that is changing, and I think our perception and our ability to I don't even know what kind of words I'm trying to say. <laughs> Our ability to 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 go where we need to go with it. Well, and I think instead of always going to the negative, if we could just go more to the positive, it would just make things so much so much more fun. Yeah. You know? Well, and it is. It is definitely a lot more fun. And there's tools. There's tools out there that um, that I have figured out to get me off the ledges that I've been on. Uh, you know, we all get to a point in our life where we just want to say F it and give up on something. And, you know, sometimes you just need to take a breath. That's mm -hmm. a great tool to help us get back into our empowerment. There's, um, you know, people use tarot cards and oracle cards to help them get a message like, what should I focus on today? Or what is it, you know, if, if, if there's all these angels and souls around us, then what is the message that they have for me that they want me to know today? Yeah. And so they use these tools to help them. Um, there's lots and lots of different tools and then there's techniques with them and then there's strategies to use them. Yeah. So you brought up the tools, <laughs> which is the perfect segue into your oracle cards that you're designing. Um, which hopefully will be out in March, mm -hmm. by the end of March. Yes. Um, so that's one tool. I love the tool that you taught me. Do you remember the Rolades? Yo, uh, no, the Elka-Seltzer. Oh, Elka-Seltzer. Yes. So Elka-Seltzer. So I have used that. And I actually, I am now, um, my assistant is helping me come up with a um, place that we can have them made. For me, I'm actually going to market them because it has done so much for me that we did decide that um, Denture Cleaner kind of does the same thing and is a little bit cheaper. And the pharmacist doesn't give you weird looks when you go and buy your 10th box. <laughs> but explain what the... Yeah. I think I think my my friend works in the pharmacy. I think they were a little worried about me. So explain what the concept is So the with the sure. seltzer. Yeah, thank you. I think it's a great steal. It is, it, it's, it's a tool that needs to be shared worldwide, yeah. you know, and what I like about it is they always say sometimes like when you're journaling or if you're str struggling with something that you should write it on a piece of paper and you can burn it. Well, when I'm working with, you know, in a school setting, teaching this to kids, or if I'm working in a conference and I can't, you know, get fired. 500 going, people, right? right? Burning stuff up. Exactly. Um, this was taught to me that, uh, write it on an Alka-Seltzer. And the idea is wherever you're holding that pain in your body, you tap into it and you see it transfer in throughout your body, coming down the arm that you're going to be writing with all the way down to the finger, transferring it into the pencil. And you just do circles or zigzags on the Alka-Seltzer tablet. But you're, the idea is to release that thought where you were holding it in your body putting it into the Elka-Seltzer, and then you take that Elka-Seltzer when you're done and you place it in a, a body of water, a cup of water, a, a, I like to use a clear glass, and you sit with it and you watch the effervescence release what you were holding onto back into the universe. Like it just dissipates it. It takes it away. And you can actually feel that relief within you. I know a lot of the students that I've taught it to, that's what they come back and share yeah. with me. Okay, and it's funny because 
the old me would say that's very woo woo y. Um, though I have done the the writing it and burn it a lot, so I don't know why I would have such a disconnect between the two. But I fell in love with that. I just really there's something about watching those bubbles. To now, I don't even have to actually use them. I can in my mind, I can just kind of visualize. That happening. happening. Yeah, so you mastered um, it. So, you know, even someone who's not necessarily skeptical, but a little more wary of where some of this has gone. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love it. It's, it's a tool that just makes so, so much sense. And the thing I like about it, too, is like you said, kids can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I'm the most concerned in society right now with our children, mm-hmm. especially after COVID. I don't think we as adults have the tools, but we certainly don't have the tools to teach the kids mm-hmm. how to handle this. And the amount of depression, the amount of suicides, um, attempted suicides that mm-hmm. I've seen in these younger kids just breaks my heart. And and I'm, yeah. I'm, I fear that this is going to be something that we live with for a long time because they don't know how to handle it. So it's little mm-hmm. things like this. And, you know, for me, um, when I was struggling, uh, my struggles came out in anger. I was angry. And it wasn't until my husband came home one day and he was like, why are you so angry all the time? And my response was, I'm not angry all the time. You know, and I really had to start looking at that. And so learning to some things about myself and learning tools to help me release that. And one of the big things was Thich Nhat Hanh, the Tibetan monk, where um, he wrote a book called Pieces Every Step. And I went and saw him speak in Dartmouth. And what got me was, you know, I I show up late, you know, because, you know, I'm a mom of three kids and a husband that travels. So I'm, I'm just in too many directions. And I show up late and I sit in the back of the gymnasium of where he's talking. And they're in meditation. And so then I go into my head, oh my God, I can't believe you're late. And the door was squeaking and I had to sit down. And well, he gets up out of his chair and he comes to the corner of the stage and he just starts saying like, be grateful for the running water. Be what, be grateful for the mouths that you're feeding. Be grateful for the food that you get to put into those. Yeah. And the tears just streamed down my face because it was all about, instead of being so, so busy, he really got home, just be present. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. The house doesn't always have to be clean. The laundry doesn't always have to be folded. It can sit in the dryer for three days, you know? Like, it. Yeah, you know. There's things, he just made it, it, he reminded me about what my soul had been screaming to me. And I think that's why I was so angry is because I couldn't express what my soul was trying to say to me. There was a disconnect. Yeah. And I think it was trying to tell me, just get present again. Stop making it so hard. It, it doesn't have to be hard, you know? it. We're supposed to be here to thrive, not just survive. Well, it's interesting because I just read um, actually a Facebook post from somebody that I follow who is a beautiful woman and has done amazing things and ended up getting a really nice, um, her kids are, she has some that are younger, but their kids are basically grown and Mm -hmm. and old enough to take care of themselves. So the last couple of years, she's been working at a job that she's waited her whole life to get to. Mm. And she just announced that she was stepping down. And that was one of the things she said. She said, you know, there's a lot of people who can do this and that's great, but I can't. And this is not where I'm supposed to be. And I just feel that this is my one chance to get back to what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that maybe a lot of us hear that one way or the other. I mean, it's not, you know, do I work? Do I stay home? It's not, you know, I don't think that's the, I the think question. I don't listen to our yeah. selves. And I think that's COVID gave us. And when COVID happened, 
for me, I was kind of like shocked at first. And then I, I, I took it on a deeper level and I thought, oh my God, everybody gets to live my lifestyle. Like mm -hmm. I get to stay home. I don't punch a time clock. I don't like, they get to stay home. They get to have more time with their family, right? Isn't that why we're all out there working so that we can provide for our family and have a lifestyle and do what we want to do and express love in that way. And so this kind of helped us to realize like, you know what? You know, the great reset that we're experiencing right now is all about people taking that, hitting that pause button saying, wait a minute, I don't know if I want to get back into that rat race. Yeah. I really want to think about why am I here? Yeah. What's my purpose? Why and if the rat race is where I want to be. That's okay. Why, that, yeah, that's okay. And what am I going to do in the other parts of my life to make that work? Exactly. I think part of the problem is we've been trying to do everything. Right, right. And especially women, because, you know, I work a lot with women and I just... Like, we can't do it all. I don't care what they tell you. Yeah. You know, some stuff is going to not work. Right. You know, the laundry. And I love, you know, we're both Sandra Yancey fans. Mm -hmm. I love when Sandra talks about how she felt when she got someone to come and do her laundry for her. Yeah. So, for me, it's a cleaning lady. And I have the most amazing girl that comes to my house and cleans. And this was something a coach told me years ago and basically told me I had to do it. And it was very difficult for me to afford it back then. I mean, it was a, a big leap. Yeah. But then you're kind of like, who am I? Thinking that I can have somebody come and clean my house. And every once in a while, I still have that kind of guilt feeling about it. But that frees you to do the things that I really am meant to do. Right. And Sandra has this beautiful story about how much it blesses the lady that comes and does her laundry for her. Which is something she hates. But she thought I never did a good job of it anyway. Right. That yeah. job is blessing her. Yeah. So who am I to not bless somebody by giving them the opportunity to do what they want to do? And I think we need to shift. Well, and that's that what we need to do is we start, we need to really look at money as a frequency. It just gives you an opportunity to do other things. It's a pathway. Yeah. Money's a pathway to get you to do other things. And how you decide to do it is your choice, but you're doing it in your decision. So whether you, my, my dream job was to be an at-home mom. I gave up a job in marketing to be an at-home mom because both my parents worked. And 20 years, it was my dream job. It was the hardest thing I ever did, but I learned a lot about myself. I held positions in my community, uh, you know, vice president of PTO or on the yeah. energy task force. You know, I, I was really involved and what it gave me was other insights into where I am today. Part of that shaped me into who I am today, where as an energy worker, um, as an intuitive, as somebody that wants to help empower women, it's, it's really about get to know who you are. And as the journey progresses, don't make it wrong. Just know that that's what got you to where you are today for you to get to the next step. Yeah. Like, we need to stop saying, oh, I wish I would have did this and stop, stop doing that. We just that. had that conversation about what if. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's another huge lesson that we need to go forward with is you're here, that what got you here doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And good, bad, or indifferent, it's over. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's another thing that women have a tendency of doing is carrying increasingly heavy burdens that they should have set down a long time ago. Yeah. So how can people contact you? I'm excited about your group that you're starting. Thank you. They can find you. And I'll have everything listed online, but go ahead and tell us what we can, uh, what oh, we sure. can track you down. So you can track me down on my website, www.debbiesodergren.com. It's D-E-B-B-I-E. 
S-O-D-E-R-G-R-E-N.com. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I've been putting out a lot of um, free stuff for us during COVID um, meditations. So they're less than five minutes and they cover many different areas. And I just want you to go out there and use a free tool to help you get you off the ledge. Yeah. And they can contact you through the website if they're interested in just learning more. Yeah. And even if it's just simple, something as simple as what we work together, it's just kind of talking through stuff and finding ways to cope with an area of life that you're not, that's new to you and you're not sure how to handle. So um, reach out. I want you to know how much I adore Debbie. She has just been such a blessing to me and has helped me in ways. And, And again, it's not a... It doesn't have to be a big drastic thing. Little simple things can make a big difference. And sometimes it's it's when you're stuck and you're feeling that frustration and you're feeling your stress level going up and you're just like, I just can't see my way out of this. I just can't see, I don't see my options. Having that unbiased person that's there to support you and hold you accountable and love on you and um, just get you out of that so that you can thrive. And that's, I love doing that for my clients. It's, uh, that's why I do what I do. Yes. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening once again. And I will get all Debbie's information for you. But let this be a challenge for you. Let's kind of see what the next step is in learning how to control your thoughts mm-hmm. and put them in the direction that you need to go. Yeah. And um, I'm building a community. It's uh, starting in February. And I'll be. Uh, you can find all the information on that on my website also. So. Let's build a community where we can talk about this and not worry about, you know, having to be ostracized about it or feel like we're, you know, less than. That's not what it's about. It's about raising each other up and taking each other with us. Yes, perfect. And what a great way to end it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed the story, let me know by sharing it using the hashtag Epic Stories Podcast or leave a comment on my Epic Living with Jean Facebook page. Head to my website, epiclivingwithgene.com, to learn more about what it means to live epic. While you're there, download my free guide, Seven Ways to Start Living Epic, to take your first step. If you'd like to learn more about my Dream Manager program or just want to chat about what epic might look like in your life, reach out and we'll set up a call. See you next time. I hope you go out and live epic today and every day. And remember... It's all about the story.